We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, this is Stephen Haglin, the host of the Guilty as Charged podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show. As always, we do appreciate any ratings, reviews, likes, subscribes, comments on any podcast platform, including YouTube. And I want to start today off by giving a shout out to one of our sponsors, The Backroom Collection. You can find him on Twitter at The Backroom C-O-L-2. Again, that's The Backroom C-O-L-2. He has been putting out some fire chargers prints, and I think any football fan should check him out and be able to upgrade their man cave, their workout you know, situation, their home office, their actual office. Check him out online, thebackroomcollection.net. If you use the code GAC, that's G-A-C, on your first purchase, you get 10% off. He is even going to be able to attend a Justin Herbert signing. He's got a bunch of Justin Herbert prints that he will have signed by the man himself. Again, use the code GAC for 10% off at thebackroomcollection.net. Thank you so much for supporting him and our show. That being said, let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome into the Guilty as Charged podcast. As always, I'm your host, very happy today to be joined by a special guest, Mr. Darius Butler, who played in the NFL for nine years for the Colts, the Patriots, um, and the pa- Carolina Panthers as well. He is the host of The Man to the Pod, as well as the Everything DB show. Probably seen him on Pat McAfee's show as well. Darius, yes, thanks sir. for taking the time to join me today. How are you doing? Steven, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. That's the uh, the man-to-man pod with um, Antoine Bethea. Uh, the a 14-year NFL veteran. We go live every Monday and Thursday, um, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you check us out, man. Appreciate you having me, man. I'm glad to jump on, man. I'm a yeah, big, happy. big fan of your team now. Let's go. I love it. I, I think, you know, we're really in this really cool era where all these players and former players have such a nice platform with podcasts and things like that. Um, if you are, if you have not checked out Darius and Antoine Bethea's pod, please go do so because it really is such a cool experience to hear from two NFL vets, you know, their insight into the season and stuff like that. So um, please go check that out. Darius, I think uh, we had some other plans to start with, right? But, you know, the Patriots had to go and release the Fawn Gilmore <laughs> today, um, which is great because I think you obviously have a unique experience there because A, you played in the league and B, you played, you know, in the defensive back backfield in the secondary. Um, what's your kind of reaction there for Stephon Gilmore? And I know you said, 
on Pat McAfee's show earlier today that you think the Chargers could be a fit there. So um, what's your reaction there, and why do you think he would be a good fit in Los Angeles with the Chargers? I mean, he's he's a great player, a great uh, a great uh, well-rounded cornerback. You know, he can play man to man. Is his that's what he does. You know, that's what he does best. Gilly Lock, bump and run, Gilmore. Uh, but being in that Patriots system, like you said, A played in the league, B played DB, and C, you know, played and got drafted by the Patriots. So I know how yeah. it kind of goes over there, and they kind of you know force you a lot of a lot of teams you can go to and just kind of learn your position or learn your defense or whatever. But for the Patriots, they have to be so multiple. The game plan is so different every week that you're forced to just learn football, you know, as yeah. a whole. And um, so I think he he's talented enough. He's smart enough to go and play um, anywhere. I know the Chargers have the money. Um, I know the Chargers, they, they're already a talented ball club. I watch them, you know, every week because of my uh, fandom of Justin Herbert. Yeah. But um, boy, uh, Brandon Staley having a, a very, a very smart defensive-minded head coach that can do multiple things on defense. I just think uh, Gilmore would be a perfect fit to kind of help get them over their hump. One of the weaknesses right now with the Chargers um, early on in the season, at least, has been a run defense. You know, you're giving up like five yards to carry. Yeah. So uh, when you have when you don't have the personnel where you can just have seven men in the box and stop the run. It's better when you can get a guy who can lock down the side of the field so you can allocate, you know, more of your resources to stopping that run. Um, Because at some point you're going to have to do it in this league. I know it's a pass-happy league, but at some point you're going to have to stop that run. So um, I think it would be a great addition to the Chargers, a great veteran mind and veteran presence back there. And like I said, they got the money. You got a great quarterback on the rookie deal. So at this point in the game, I feel like uh, why not, you know, go ahead and, and shoot your shot and try to make a run for a championship. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting move on paper, especially Tom Telesco. You know, we've never really seen him make that big push all your chips in move. And that obviously would be, you know, what this would be. Um, yep. Then again, he's never had that rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. He's always had, you know, Philip Rivers 20 million plus. So that would be really interesting. And to your point about stopping the run, that comes this week, man. They play the Browns. They play the Ravens next week. Uh, very interesting challenge there oh, yeah. um, on tap. And so I think kind of transitioning a little bit more specifically to the chargers what have you seen from asante samuel jr this year because that would to me be a really interesting pairing with samuel gilmore mike davis and i wanted to highlight the rookie and get your perspective on him um so what have you seen from the chargers second round pick this year so i i actually i hate i don't know how many people know this but i personally hate college football so I don't watch much of it at all. Okay. But Asante Jr., Asante Samuel Jr., you know, being down here, you know, Broward County, being from down here, just like his pops, Asante Samuel uh, Sr., I've been kind of following him from high school, you know, saw him what he did down here in high school, then went up to Florida State. And now, I mean, he he's a he's not only a good player, but it's certain players in the league who just – just somehow the ball finds them. He's one of those players, just like his dad. And he's a smart yeah. player. Um, he he can play bumper run. He can play off. Um, I think at some point he'll be in a slot. He can play slot. He can play outside. Um, he's just a- aggressive. And I love him. I think he should have been a first-round pick. Personally, the Chargers got lucky grabbing him in the second round because um, yeah. this was the first year I actually did some you know pre-draft work. I did the draft with the uh, with, with PFF this year. And uh, he was a guy that I thought should have been a first-round pick. But he he looks great, man, and I love him in that secondary. And Staley trusts him. Um, when I watch film, yeah. you know, on the Chargers, you can tell, you know, how much a defensive coordinator or how much a, a play caller trusts their corners by, you know, where they put them, 
you know, when do they roll coverages away from them, they roll coverages to them. And you can tell they do a lot of different things and they're not worried about 26 at all. So I love that for him. And it'll be a great pairing, you know, not only uh, for him, uh, but for the defense and the secondary as a whole. But if he can be around a guy like Stephon Gilmore, just in the because in those meeting rooms, in those walkthroughs, you know, those things are so vital and critical to young players um, in NFL because you can learn from coaches, you know, college, high school, you learn most of your football from coaches. But honestly, in the pros, you learn most of your your football and, and kind of the mm-hmm. edge you get from older veteran players. So I think Gilmore will pay huge dividends to um, a guy like Asante Samuel in that same uh, secondary meeting room. Yeah, that would be super interesting. And to your point, they did cross-train him a little bit, Asante Samuel Jr., that is, in the slot and outside in training camp. And when mm-hmm. Chris Harris Jr. went down with injury, we all kind of assumed that Asante would play a little bit more in the slot, but he's been all outside, all outside so yeah. far. So I, I think that points to Staley's trust in him like you're talking about. And that um, real, that's real quick. That's a smart move by Staley, though, because, mm-hmm. you know, putting it's, – it's, it's playing that slot is a difficult position. A lot of people yeah. just think, oh, third corner, or he's smaller, or he's this, yeah, just put him in slot. That's a tough position to play, especially right. in today's NFL. Um, you see a lot of teams putting putting their best defensive back in the slot. The Rams, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, the Ravens, like those teams put their best defensive player in there because they're always they always can have some type of impact on the play. But that's smart by Staley saying, "Hey, let's just put them outside. Let's um, you know, give them you know, let them learn that outside. I'm sure at some point in his career, though, he'll bump into that slot." When, when need be, but um, I'm, I'd love to see, you know, what he's doing so far this season. Yeah, and that, that to me has been a really interesting trend around the league, right? Because, I mean, Jalen Ramsey in Jacksonville, it's like, no, he's outside. Like, you're not moving him around. You put him in the, you know, shadow of the best receiver on the outside. Yep. Now we're seeing him in the slot some more. We're seeing, you know, all these players, all these teams put, you know, Marlon Humphrey in the slot. Like, that's mm-hmm. just something that I, I, I don't know. Maybe as, as a casual fan, I, I'm not used to seeing you know, the top corners on a team play in the slot. Yeah. And do you think that's kind of a re- as in response to all these teams having, you know, 11 personnel all the time? Every team has a Cooper Cup, a Chris Godwin. Exactly. What kind exactly. of what, what kind of transition are you seeing in terms of, like, the defensive backfield in the NFL right now? You got to adjust. It's, it's just kind of the evolution of, of, of where we are in, in football because, you know, offensive, play, offensive coordinators, offensive play callers realize, hey, let's put our best player, our best pass catcher, Wherever you see it with the Chargers, you know, they put Keenan yeah. Allen in the slot a lot. You know, just put out, you know, Stephon Diggs goes to the slot. Hop, D-Hop goes. Everybody can play in the slot now. So your best, you have to be able to move your best players in the slot um, and defend passes and runs and, and, and things as well. So it's kind of evolution. Um, you know, the defense in the NFL, I, I feel like is always a step or two behind the offensive trends. And now, so that's what we're seeing now. So I personally, I said this a few weeks ago on my Twitter um i it'll be i'll be hard pressed to play pay a corner you know 20 25 million a year if he can't go and play in the slot because if yeah. you go out and line up on the left or right side or you try to shadow guy on the outside like quarterbacks and just throw away from that offensive coordinators just go away from you so i need to be able to get my money's worth if i'm paying a defender that type of money um so you got to be able to be multiple and um, the NFL is becoming more and more of a space game. Like, how, how good are you? That's why, you know, Derwin James is yeah. so because he can play all over the field. He can play in a run. He can play a pass. And I'm comfortable with 33, you know, being in space. So and that's what this game is kind of evolving into. So when you have players that can do uh, multiple things, regardless of position, uh, you make them more valuable. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Very interested to see what the Chargers do with the uh, potential Derwin James extension down the road. But, um, you know, enough spoilers for now. You talked about Justin Herbert. You're fandom for him. You've said on the Pat McAfee show, you're the captain of the Justin Herbert fan (laughs) club. Uh, How did that start? Because, you know, it was not like, you know, Justin Herbert has is become the super popular player. Like you've been Mm -hmm. on him from last season. Yeah. What are you seeing from him? What did you see last year from him? And what are you seeing from him now? Well, uh, so even when he was in college, you know, it was a, it was a time I'm going to say maybe his junior sophomore year where he was kind of tabbed as, hey, this is going to be the next great one. This is going to be number one pick going forward. And then his last year in college, he kind of fell down behind a couple other guys because there were some question marks um, about his leadership skills and his leadership ability. And I kind of fell in that trap, too. And when you come when it comes to evaluating players in the front office and the combine and all these things. That's when you're supposed to kind of get behind that curtain and figure out, you know, who this guy is, especially if you're going to tab him as the next, you know, franchise quarterback. And I don't know if you read uh, Mina Khan's article on him, but it kind of dug more deeper into who he was kind of as an introvert. And you don't necessarily need to be that outlier in your face type leader. So reading that article, but even before reading that article, just seeing his play, you know, to get kind of thrown in the fire. First game been against the Finnish Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. He takes him down to the wire to overtime. And he gets that call, you know, from the stories like a few minutes, if that, before kickoff. And for any player, that's tough to do. But especially for a quarterback, like most quarterbacks, they're groomed. Hey, you're our guy. OTAs, preseason, training camp, everything. You're getting groomed. The playbook is groomed around you and your skill set. So for him to get thrown in that fire after the mishap with uh, Terod Taylor, and to perform how he did, I was impressed from them. But sometimes you can't, you know, you can't. I didn't jump on the bandwagon that quick. You know, sometimes that's the best thing for a young player. Yeah. Just get out there when you're numb and you're just playing football and everything's just happening. But now, you know, just that first season to see week in, week out, like he just got better and he continued to get better. And it was a lot of situations, honestly, where he wasn't in great situations for a quarterback period, especially young right. quarterbacks. A lot of times he was behind the sticks, you know, second and long. Um, and he, he always performed. I think his play caller got fired actually or switched, you know, midway through his rookie year. Um, uh, but, uh, he, he just continued to get better, man. The Tampa game is really when I was like, okay, like this, yeah. this, this is really, this is really a dude. And, um, uh, from, from then on, that's when I was on and I watched him the rest of the year. I said, Hey, even last, his first year as a full starter, 15 games, 14 games, whatever it was, I said, Hey, this guy is already a top eight quarterback in my book i said last year a lot of people oh you know you're crazy this guy that guy telling you this is a top eight quarterback you hear bruce arians speak about him after that game right. in Tampa Bay, and then coming in this year i said hey by the end of this year he'll be a top five top three quarterback he'll win the mvp at some point in this league and now you see more and more people are jumping on that train but he's just a guy um that can make every throw obviously he's athletic enough to you know pull it down and run when he needs to but he, I mean, the entire field is open. He'll go to any player. You know, he, you saw him go to, uh, I think, Guyton in a critical, you know, yeah. in the Chiefs game. You know, great play. I, I feel like Guyton could have made in that game in the end zone. But he went back to him. So every player is available. You got two receivers, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I think they're around like 300 yards apiece. Jared Cook, you know, is around like 200 yards in the season. Eckler's obviously a beast out of the backfield. So when you're playing as a defensive back, when you know, hey, we got to defend the entire field with his quarterback. He can make every throw. And honestly, I feel like, which is kind of weird, 
he's kind of a better passer off platform than he is just standing in the pocket, which is crazy. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing, not many things, honestly, I don't like about Justin Herbert, and that's why I jumped on that train um, as early as I did. It was a really interesting start for him, right? Obviously, like the circumstances, you know, with Tyrod Taylor were, were definitely not yeah. ideal, but he played really well in glimpses against the Chiefs, and then his second, his official like real start where he had a week of prep against the Carolina Panthers. It was a lot of up and down. Like he had some really bad throws staring down, you know, corners and receivers mm-hmm. and he threw a couple bad picks, but then against the Tampa game and then the new Orleans game, the following week, we really saw Justin Herbert like establish himself. And that to me, like I, I saw the glimpses again, but like after the saints game, I was like, okay, the chargers really went from a potential hall of fame quarterback in Phillip rivers to Justin Herbert and it was just like it was a wild first start first month for Justin Herbert last year yeah it was it was wild and and it's it's man it's tough making a transition period um to the NFL at any position um but that 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 quarterback position is just so much thrown at you you know week in week out and every week you know defensive play callers defensive players you know smart players are figuring okay this is what he's good at this is what he isn't good at you know, identifying formation, where's Keenan Allen, where's this player, where's that player. So dealing with those type of things every week, week in and week out, uh, it, it's tough to do, especially early on in his career, but he's doing it and he's been doing it and I can only see him, uh, you know, getting better. And um, the guys around him, you can tell, trust them. And then on the, to have a defensive-minded head coach and to have the players that you have on defense, you know, Bosa, Derwin, uh, Asante Sammy Jr., um, I don't want to mess his name up. Twenty four. Um, uh, Adderley. Yeah, Adderley. Adderley is playing is playing great as well to start the season. But you got a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. Um, and then when you have a defensive minded head coach, you got a quarterback like Herbert. As long as you keep a guy in there that can call plays and, and make it, uh, you know, easier and easier for him, you can have a recipe for some long term success, man. So I'm I'm excited about you know this Chargers ball club. The only thing, the biggest issue I feel like with the Chargers team right now is you know kind of sloppiness, you know, and, and you kind of yeah. expect that with a first year head coach. Um, even as smart as he is, you know that kind of comes with 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 years and time on the job. But if they can clean up those penalties, um, a lot of untimely penalties some terrible penalties uh yeah. go back to that cowboys game this team could easily be you know four and oh if they cleaned up a lot of their uh you know unforced errors but um, that's a part of the process and uh to have but but they're in a great position right now they're in a much better spot than a lot of teams around the league and if you're in the same division as a team like you know the chiefs who are built for long-term success i feel like the Chargers are set up um you know better than anybody else to compete with them long term yeah, that's there's so much to unpack there, right? But I, I think something that you hit on is just the way that this team has evolved and can beat you, right? Because they're not playing at their peak in terms of crisp, you know, smooth yeah. football. But you you look at what happened Monday night, and you know, like Williams had 47 total yards between the two of them, and they won by two touchdowns. And so, like as a Chargers fan, it's just so exciting to look at this team and thinking, like, and they're not even like hitting their stride yet. And they're three and one. They just beat the Raiders by two touchdowns on Monday Night Football. It's just a great time to be a Chargers fan. It, it it really is. And even last year, I mean, you saw you saw the potential early on for now. Obviously, Herbert, but for the team, you know, there were a lot of 
you know, one score games that uh, you guys lost. And if you just yeah. watch the play of a rookie quarterback, you're like, man, he played well enough to win 10, 11 games last year. Um, but you guys, you know, won however many games you won. But there were so many games that you were in, you know, the last second. Maybe it was some clock management. It was some issues down the stretch that, you know, coaches just kind of have to go through and figure out. Um, I think they made a, a an excellent hire with uh, Brandon Staley. I actually uh, saw a clip that may have went out yesterday. I reposted on my Twitter today and him just talking about even like the run game and how yeah. important it is. Uh, it's to establish that, you know, for from the physicality aspect of the offense. So when you even just just me as a former player and now, you know, been in the media and just hearing a coach speak, you know, how he spoke. Even me as a player, if I'm hitting free agency or if it's something I have an opportunity to play for a coach, obviously you're going to L.A. and you're playing that beautiful stadium. But that's right. another reason why I would, you know, be in the front of that line to go play for that guy. One of the things that I've loved about Brandon Staley, and I'm glad you kind of are pointing this out, is he – there's no secrets. Like, everything that he is, like, philosophically thinking and telling his players, he's telling us from the podium. And, like, yeah. if you get a chance to watch his press conferences, like, I highly recommend it because, like, obviously you know way more football than I do, you know, being in the league and stuff like that. But I learn something new every time I listen to Brandon Staley speak. And the thing that is always so clear is that he truly – believes in his players and like he, oh yeah you know, and you can always hear that like he called justin herbert a gangster what does that do for you within a locker room when you 100 know that my coach believes in the best that i can be the best me here and how does that kind of permeate throughout the locker room man that that, that does everything that does everything i go back to my, was it my my rookie year we went and played um and you know playing the league is kind of surreal in itself right you have a childhood dream and you actually go and realize it and you're playing in the nfl but once you get to the nfl you know it becomes your job it's it's every day it's in the off season it's working and it's it becomes kind of just your day to day you can kind of lose the the fact that hey i'm playing in the nfl one of the moments that was kind of like hey I'm really in the NFL. This is kind of like some movie type stuff is one game we were playing against Peyton Manning and in, uh, in that fourth and two game when Belichick went for it on fourth and two on mm. offense. And um, it, that was one of the moments as a young player where I'm like, wow, like I'm really, you know, I, Peyton Manning is really looking at me right now, making audibles and checking. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, he made uh, Belichick made that call to go for it on fourth and two. Uh, we weren't successful. Peyton got the ball back, went down and drove and scored on us, and we lost that game. But um, after the game, the next day, you know, team meeting, you know, Belichick got in front of the team and said, hey, you know, we lost the game, you know, but I had confidence in my in my offense. My best players would go out there and get that job done. So at the end of the day, you'll never be able to look at me and say I'm scared or I don't trust you guys to get the job done. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and that's what it is. So for Bernie Staley to, to do what he does and then go out and stand in front of the camera and the podium and say, hey, this is why I did it. This, I want to put the ball in my best player's hand. You know, you go and score. A lot of people, you know, especially the, the analytics people and this and that, hey, you know, hold yeah. the ball and do this. I'm like, hey, go and score a touchdown if you can and trust your defense, especially if they're playing like that, to get a stop. So for, they scored and gave the ball back to uh, Mahomes with 30-something seconds left on the clock, and they went out there and got a stop. And then he went out and stood in front of the cameras and basically explained exactly why he did what he did. So that resonates throughout the locker room um, and through the fan base. You know, the fan base know, hey, we got a guy that's calling the plays, the guy with the yeah. headset on. He knows and he trusts those guys that he's with, you know, every day of the week 
practice walkthrough meetings to go out there on Sundays to get the job done. So that counts, uh, and that counts a, a hell of a lot in my opinion. The Chargers are back, and there's plenty of excitement in the air about this team. Whether you want to go to a game at SoFi Stadium or you want to go to a road game when Justin Herbert comes to your city in America, ticketing is very important, and it's really important how you get your tickets because there's plenty of sites out there that want to scam you and put all these charges and service fees that you didn't originally agree to. But that all changes with TickPick, the exclusive ticketing partner of the Guilty as Charged podcast and the Blue Wire Network. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. They're the original no-fee ticketing site, and they are able to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. If you don't believe it and you can find better prices, TickPick will also give you 110% of the difference on the same purchasing price. The Cowboys are coming up. There's plenty of high-profile Chargers home games coming up, road games all over the place where they travel to Baltimore and go to Kansas City. So you can go get tickets at TickPick.com charged and use that promo code charged to save $10 on your first order of Chargers tickets. I know you want to see Derwin James. I know you want to see Brandon Staley. I know you want to see all those boys and get that Chargers W. So go to TickPick.com slash Charged and use promo code Charged for $10 off your first ticketing order. I'm glad you brought that, brought up that specific you know example because that really is, you know, it's been so much fun to watch. Um, I'm sure your phone's been getting blown up, man. Of course, we happen to talk about this. I don't know if you saw already, but the Patriots have traded Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers for a 2023 six-round pick. A six-round pick? A six-round pick. In 2023, not even next year, in two years. Wow. So, some live-breaking news on the Good News Charge I didn't know it was (laughs) confirmed, but that's, I mean... Wow. So he's going back home. You know, he's from the Carolinas. Oh, yeah. Um, Played play, play, play college ball down there. Um, and that's the defense that's, you know, you know, with Phil Snow, he's been having that defense biting and playing. You know, they've been playing like some gangsters down there. So um, yeah. <laughs> that's a great addition, you know, for them, obviously, after losing uh, J.C. Horn early in the year. You signed, and tra- I mean, you traded for C.J. Henderson, so now you have another. I mean, that's a that's a big, big move for him. That's shocking. That's why they put the mo- that's why they put that news out that they'll be releasing him <laughs> this morning because they knew they had until four o'clock to you know yeah. get somebody to trade. I'm six round pick. I'm surprised that's all it took. 2023 at that, but you know that's the business we're in. Yeah, definitely a, a bit of a shocker that no one else could could match that. But, you know, to your point earlier, you were, you were talking about, you know, Asante Samuel Jr. and how that would, addition would benefit him. Now, J.C. Horn, I know he's hurt right now, but J.C. Horn gets to have Stephon Gilmore. I love J.C. Horn coming out. I don't know if you did, but. Uh, Same college, too. Both oh, South yeah, Carolina right. guys. Oh, both South Carolina guys, both uh, first round picks from that. And that, that university has put out a lot of good corners in the league. Captain Munnerlin, yeah. Jonathan Joseph, Dante Robinson. So um, now they'll be together. They'll be, you know, obviously. But that's 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 a big, big pickup for the Panthers. Are the Panthers your kind of biggest surprise at this point? Because I mean, I, I figured that they would be better than last year. But I mean, they're sitting at three and one. I know they just lost to the Cowboys. But uh, are the Panthers your biggest surprise right now? Um, no. You know, uh, it, I think they'll struggle until C Mac gets back because he's mm-hmm. such a a big part of their offense. 
he'll be a big part of anybody's offense, but I think he's right. he's gonna he's played a, a huge role in Sam Darnold's early success. Um, you saw him struggle a little bit more without him against the Cowboys. Um, but I think when he gets back, they'll be doing much better. They may, you know, have a rough little patch here. But that defense, I mean, they uh, Matt Rule, since he's got in the building, his first draft, he went all seven picks defense, which isn't, you know, sexy to the fan base. But, right. that's, you know, you, you need a defense to win ball games, And then you go out and make a trade for Sam Darnold, who obviously they saw some promise um, in his future, you know, put some weapons around him. He's been playing, you know, much better, uh, at least through four games. So, I'm not surprised by it. I wouldn't say I'm surprised by it. I didn't. I wouldn't. I didn't expect them to start three and zero, but definitely not surprised by on their early success. You go out and draft Derek Brown high, sign Hassan Reddick, uh, Brian Burns, who I'm a big fan of as well. J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin. You know, you put your resources there, and they're paying dividends. So um, now you go out and make a trade for Stephon Gilmore. So you got a tough, tough defense that you know teams yeah. shouldn't be able to walk into that stadium and put up you know, 30 points easily. So that takes a little pressure off of your quarterback. You know, maybe he just got to go out there and put three touchdowns on the board and they got a good chance to win every Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Man, a six-round pick in two years. I can't believe that. That's wild. Incredible. <laughs> well, Darius, man, this has been awesome. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us to talk about, you know, all, all the various things that we talked about, Justin Herbert, Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, what do you have coming up on the pod with Antoine Bethea and where can Chargers fans find you if they want to uh, check you guys out? Yeah, man. So uh, every Monday and Thursday for now, um, you know, YouTube, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I'm on with Antoine Bethea with, uh, on the Man to Man pod on YouTube. So go and check that out. I, I post videos um, breaking down specific defensive plays or schemes, et cetera, on everything DB. Now, I'm actually, I'll be starting my own uh, daily show, most likely on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It'll be called the Darius Butler Show. So um, follow me on the socials at Darius J. Butler on uh, Twitter. Pretty active on there and on uh, Instagram as well. And, um, you know, looking forward to jumping back on here, you know, whenever I can as well. Yeah, man, you are welcome anytime to talk ball. I think this is such a unique experience for our listeners and uh, very excited about the Darius Butler Show, man. That's awesome. Congrats there. Coming soon, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, have a good one, man. We'll check in soon. Thank you. You too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.